Hi everyone, welcome to the Hybrid Hangout podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be doing a recap of last season and a preview for the season that is starting this weekend. So first things first, let's just look at this objectively. So in the WSL, we had 15 wins, 5 losses and 2 draws, which doesn't make for that much of bad reading, to be perfectly honest. However, what that meant for us is that we finished third with Chelsea once again winning it and then Man United coming in second. At the time, of course, that third place was absolutely vital and was a huge accomplishment given all of the injuries as it meant we secured Champions League football just to round one. We now know, obviously, that we haven't made it any further after beating Lynn Sherping but losing to Paris FC. But the feat itself shouldn't be taken away from given the situation Arsenal found themselves by the end of the season. Additionally, as we know, we didn't do very well in the FA Cup once again. Now, don't get me wrong, we did have a difficult draw. We obviously lost out in the latter stages to the eventual winners Chelsea however in the Conti Cup Arsenal finally ended their trophy drought with a win in the Conti Cup also against Chelsea just couldn't escape them last season and I imagine it'll be very much the same this season obviously this ended a four-year dry spell for the club which maybe isn't a big deal to a lot of football teams However, for Arsenal, this is the longest they've gone on the women's side without a trophy in their entire history. So it was obviously quite a big deal. And then, of course, I think it's pretty fair to say that that win and that trophy success really helped build into the genuine momentum that was felt for the Champions League, where it was just success after success, both on the pitch in terms of the results, but also off the pitch in terms of the fan atmosphere and, of course, selling out the Emirates for the Wolfsburg game. And again, as much as we didn't get to the final or obviously win the Champions League, I do think it was an important part of the history of Arsenal because that's the furthest we've got in a very, very long time. We've been very much knocking at the door, but really struggling to get past the quarterfinal stages, losing out to PSG, Barcelona, Wolfsburg. I also think the season provided absolute breakout moments, specifically for Frida Mornham, who won trophies for her individual work as well. And I think... That will continue to grow, especially as we have to wait ever so slightly longer for Miedemar to return. As we all know, she is back in full team training this week, but she's going to need some time to obviously settle into momentum and get playing time. But really just looking at Frida's season because it was so impressive despite being still fairly young. She Obviously, she does have that league experience and international experience, so I think it's easier to overlook just how young she is still. But she finished the season with 16 goals and 10 assists across all of the competitions. Obviously, she had some exceptional goals, mostly coming from, I would say, the Champions League. She was definitely a big game player for us as well, which was vital. And also the way she was able to link up with a lot of players, despite the constant changing of positions because of all the injuries, she was still able to find those connections. And I thought that was really impressive as well as it really highlighted her adaptability, which is something I don't think we talk about enough in football. There was also, obviously, other stunning individual moments. I could not do this podcast without talking about one of Katie McCabe's many, many moments for Arsenal. Obviously, she ended up captaining quite often this season, but obviously, I think we all know what I'm going to say. It's the wonder strike against Manchester City, which has definitely become a fan favourite, both for just how, like, the technical factor and, like, the wow factor of it, but also the meaning, like, behind the goal and the way she ran to the bench and the bench was screaming, the fans were screaming. It was such an important moment in the season. This is all, of course, after she was taken off injured against Bayern Munich in the Champions League. 
and she was literally in a boot by the final whistle it was looking dire and then there she was back again and now just a brief roundup of other like standout performances for me and i'm gonna start off with jordan knobs both because this is true it was a standout moment but i think as well obviously and gunas will relate here but it's bizarre that this is probably the last time we're going to be talking about jordan in terms of a current situation obviously we'll still talk about how she's an arsenal legend but in in terms of this context i feel so for me her performance against west ham when we won 3-1 or caitlin ford against leon when we won 5-1 were just real moments that i'll never forget in terms of how well arsenal played and how well those individuals played Continuing with this individual lookout, I think for sure one of our most important signings, like the standout signing, was Victoria Pullover. And I think this only grows, especially if anyone watched her most recently in the Netherlands versus England game. She absolutely had Rachel Daly in her pocket for basically the whole game, which was very, very impressive. But overall, I think her versatility and the way she can go 1v1 and pull players so close to her is just such a joy to watch and I think as she continues to learn from Leah Volti and Kim Little that's only going to grow however I do think the most improved player is definitely our tiny tank Laura Veen Reuter she obviously did have her season cut just devastatingly short by her ACL injury in the Champions League however she was pushing Noel Maritz to the extent there was rumours that Noel was going to be leaving and you know there was issues in terms of playing time going on because she really was she was the number one choice for a while just looking at some stats now so for the most appearances we had Stina Blackstanius 39 appearances across the WSL Champions League FA Cup and Conti Cup followed by Frieda Mornham who had 38 Katie McCabe also had 38 and then Lotte Vibamoy had 35, which I think was really vital in getting her to the World Cup in terms of how consistently she was playing. And then, of course, maybe not a surprise, Manuela Zinsberger in goal had 31 appearances. And rounding this off is Leah Volti with 31. Our top scorers were Stina Blackstanius with 18, Frieda Mornan with 16, Caitlin Ford with 12, our captain Kim Little with 8, and then maybe not surprisingly because we obviously know her talent but considering when her season ended we then have Miedemar who scored seven and then looking at assists we have Frida Mornham with 10, Caitlin Ford with nine. I think Caitlin is gonna definitely have more assists next season just based on her current form. Katie McCabe with six, Victoria Plover also has six and then again we have another player who had their season cut short, we have Beth Mead with five. So just so exciting to think about what could happen when they come back now finally because i'm very aware that a lot of people are like um we don't want to relive last season which totally valid but i want to talk about the more emotional side i guess the more personal side and for me the standout moment in that regard is definitely the atmosphere of arsenal these days i feel like we now have this reputation back in the day we literally used to be referred to by rival fans as like deado park uh which is rude actually but anyway now i go and i see all these familiar faces and i see all these people who are friends and they probably didn't know each other like a year or so ago because they've met directly because of arsenal and their friendships are now about more but started through that which i think is such a powerful way to 
come together as people to have that like camaraderie and there's people who I've spoken to and those friendships have like provided them a lifeline really from feeling lonely and like mental health problems but also in a lighter way like the fun of it all and the fact that every player has a song if not more than one song is it's just a really beautiful thing to experience and I hope that this probably sounds weird I guess especially if you're coming from like men's side of football but as much as I would always want Arsenal to be the loudest the biggest fan group etc I do want to see those teams come forward like other teams come forward with larger fan bases I have to say uh particularly away at Everton I found that their fans were really quite loud and had a drum which was really cool um and also actually Lynn Sherping's fans were they were loud and proud and also obsessed with like how many flags they had but ultimately for me seeing those connections being made and the overall project I guess of Arsenal and the experience of going to watch Arsenal women is just absolutely amazing and I think back to when I was younger if I could have ever like I imagined it but did I believe it was coming maybe but maybe not right now and in this manner it's just it's amazing to see everyone's hard work really paying off and obviously earlier on in the season I wrote an article that um was received really well which was so special for me like the regard of other Arsenal fans and people in the community but in terms of how Home and Away have worked together and the Red and White have worked together and obviously they now have a podcast which I'm just obsessed with as well but that does conclude I've, I've stopped being mushy now don't worry let's move on to what to expect from the next season so obviously got to start negative I'm sorry but things did not go to plan in Sweden Sweden was a stunning country and would highly recommend it as a travel destination however did not go to plan and I think we can talk about why that happened a lot and I have done in a previous podcast episode but I think what we now need to do is move on I think we've felt that pain and it's important to live in that kind of hurt in that moment but now it's time to move on and I think Kim Little has also spoken about this publicly and said that you need to use that hurt but now it's about using it to our advantage now we just need to focus on domestic trophies and prowess when all the other teams you know they've got Man United have got PSG Chelsea are going to be in the group stages and we're just going to be able to focus on the WSL and honestly I do think this will be an important factor in deciding things in the season especially when you get further into the season when it comes down to those finer margins when it comes down to player fatigue and injuries so obviously as we know Arsenal have really strengthened in the summer transfer window we now have Alessio Russo, Leo Cadena, Chloe Lacasse, Kara Cross, and Amanda Elastet all added to the group and also really interestingly how um, Leah Williamson recently spoke about how she's excited to come back almost as a new signing to provide an, another edge to the squad. As we know, it's looking likely that Beth Mead will be making her return for a few minutes. Obviously, keep those kind of expectations managed, Gunas. She'll be coming back playing a few minutes at the Liverpool game, if not very, very soon. And then, obviously, next it would be Miedemart. So, huge players who provide huge impact. One of the things that really stands out to me is, so I've pretty much always been a fan of Jonas Eideval. I think his footballing IQ is some of the highest, some of the best in football, like in the women's game especially. And now I think he absolutely, it's his team. Every single player there, he has, 
either signed himself, looking at like Amanda Elisa, like she is a proper Jonas Eidval player, but also in terms of the contract extensions that have gone on under him, he you know he's kept players as well, like Jambiti, for example, or the very very important contract signing of Casey McCabe type thing. And this is relevant because now all of these players absolutely play in the way he wants to play and they all have this very similar understanding. However, given all of that, we now are kind of waiting specifically on Lee Williamson and Viv Miedemar about their contract extensions. So that's going to be really interesting to see, especially in terms of a what they are thinking if if they believe in the project but also more specifically I guess how the media handles it does it become a situation like we're seeing with Mary Earps where it's through no fault of Earps's own but kind of becoming a distraction or certainly very very noisy around the team but for me I think Kim Little our captain is going to be a very very important player because when she's not there it is so visible and I think while we still have her, obviously I don't want to talk about retirement too soon. I think she's got a little while left still. So don't worry. Sorry if I just like scared anyone. But I do think that we are going to be very reliant on her to really keep that structure and spine of the team. In terms of like when we're playing and the consistency of our performances. And talking of the midfield area, in my opinion, we now have the most exciting midfield in the WSL at the very least. We've got Kim Little, Leah Volti, Kyra Cooney Cross, Victoria Pullover, Frieda Mornham, and Katrina Cool. So here you have the absolute experience of Leah Volti and Kim Little and their just reliability and their stunning performances. And then you've got the super exciting talent of like Kyra Cooney Cross, Pullover, and then obviously we already know what Marnham has done for us last season. We've already spoken about it. Other questions that kind of remain looking ahead to the season is the right back situation. Obviously, we lost Rafa, which is, I think, probably one of the biggest losses I've ever seen in terms of transfer windows. Um, Obviously, just to reiterate, it was nothing to do with the relationship with the club. She very much, honestly, she's still a gooner. She literally posts about Arsenal still, which I'm obsessed with. Um, And I saw a picture recently from the NWSL account that she signed an Arsenal shirt at one of Orlando Pride's most recent games which I can't lie, I did bring a smile to my face. But in terms of a replacement, obviously we have strengthened our defence with Amanda Elister and definitely with Leah Quadina as well. But she was just world-class and I think her left-footedness is, it was very important. So really who is going to be the right back is definitely up for discussion. We're already seeing the issue here, you know, you're thinking, okay, well, Noel Maritz, but already going into the first Liverpool game, Noel Maritz is, it's not certain because of an injury issue. So then I guess you think Katie McCabe, but then is that a waste of Katie McCabe's work rate elsewhere that we see her do and the goals she can produce? I definitely think this is something we're going to have to really pursue in the January window. When I spoke to Jonas Eidevelt in the press conference areas um, while we were in Sweden, he himself said that they were looking for a right back, although he was very, very clear that it had to be the right fit, the right person. So clearly it just wasn't meant to be in that regard the right person wasn't found and also I couldn't not talk about this obviously when we're thinking about the January window Marriott still has not signed a new contract with Manchester United Arsenal did make that bid for her a world record bid for a goalkeeper however it was very quickly you know it was a big no 
that was it, kind of end of situation. Now, whether Mary stays at Manchester United or goes to any other club, it's very clear that Arsenal do have that interest. So I do feel that that is definitely something huge to watch out for. Ultimately, I think Arsenal cannot do without a trophy this season. It would be absolutely disastrous. There's truly not really any clear excuses. Now, as I say, this is very much a unicide of our team. It's Arsenal, so there is that just essence of needing to win anyway. But also, as the new players are coming back, in terms of, I say new, they're going to feel like new players, like Beth Meadley, Williamson, etc. And I think that expectation is very much shared by the squad in terms of what their expectations are. I also don't think it can be the Conti Cup. I think the Conti Cup was very important for us last season, and obviously it's important to win any trophy. But I think it has to be the FA Cup, if not the WSL as a whole. Having said all of this, I do feel we're about to enter the most competitive ever season of the WSL. I think every game is going to be important for every team. And I also think we're going to see more surprising results. I don't think it's no longer going to be dominance, dominance, dominance from these big clubs. I think there's going to be a lot of movement. And I also think it'd be really interesting to see kind of the Man City versus Aston Villa situation in terms of who is the big three, big four, those areas of, you know, when we're talking about Champions League between Chelsea and Arsenal and other teams as well. But that concludes this episode. Obviously, there are big questions ahead in terms of players, contracts and positioning. However, I think we have all of the tools to succeed this season in terms of football IQ of the players and manager and all being on the same page and also just the absolute squad depth that was obviously something we really struggled with last season the depth of the squad was very much a down to the bare bones scraping across the line at the end of the season when we played Villa especially it just I think even the fans were tired like it was it was done and obviously it it worked out but I do think we're going to be expecting more what are we all thinking Gunas like which new signings you excited to see what what you think in terms of WSL positioning and FA Cup progression Next up, you can expect some content after the Liverpool game. I will be at the Emirates. I'm super excited, as I know everyone is, just to get back and be together again. If you want a preview of the Liverpool game, if you're listening beforehand, then that is up on the hybridhangout.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye!